0: Rap, the one drug drugs, smoke wine, rural, smoke wine, rural, smoke wine, rural, rap, rap, drugs, rap, rap, the rap, 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 the one rap, drugs, 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 drugs,
1: You are now listening to
0: Rap Drugs Pod
1: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Rap Drugs Pod Welcome to the Rap Drugs Pod
0: Yeah, a little bumpy start to the stream there today.
1: I guess so. The stream, the recording will do better. though.
0: And yeah, sorry to of all our incel fans, we uh, took Valentine's Day off. And uh, <laughs> we're going hard on Family Day though, so come on. Yeah. We're still just like you degenerates, sneaking off during Family Day to do drugs or whatever holiday. Your fucking stupid family trying to get you to cr- catch coronavirus with them.
1: At... Well, I took Valentine's Day off to do drugs.
0: Yeah. President's Day if you're a true patriot. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Here in PEI, it's Islander's Day. Nice. Because we're special.
0: You guys are patriots. <laughs> you guys are friggin' patriots.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Just like the Americans.
1: We're kind of like Texas. We're like our own fucking country. Yeah,
0: you come on this fucking island, I will shoot your ass. <laughs> We're just like Texans. We don't know how to drive in the snow. <laughs> and did you hear it snowing in fucking Texas? No. That's some crazy, That's crazy. shit. Yeah, it's, it was been like 20, 21 degrees Fahrenheit there, which is <clears> throat> negative throat> 10 degrees Celsius for... You hardly well, Canadians. <laughs>
1: it's usually like a fucking 50 feet of snow here, but oh, dude, did I ever we haven't got any this whole year? Yeah. Yeah. It's been crazy.
0: You guys haven't got any yet? I
1: guess it went all. No, we just this last week was the first time we got a bunch of snow. We got it oh, one night and it's almost gone now. There was like three days of cold and now it's like warm. It's leaving again. It's like Chatham weather. It's crazy. I guess all our snow went down to Texas, though. Nuts. Brothers in Texas, <laughs> nuts.
0: Well, yeah. what were we saying? Uh, well, there was a polar vortex here too. So, what's a it, pro- it probably went a down vortex? towards New, y- New York and stuff.
1: It's is, that like, uh, is that like the island? Is that like a weapon It's extra from the
0: North cold, cold front. It's just some bullshit term they use. Man, what the fuck is going on? a vast security
1: i don't know jay i
0: got some sort of virus on this computer too
1: just been (laughs) fucking up i didn't but yeah i've just been munching down on one of our sponsors uh, york york's peppermint patties nice i ate a whole bag and now i feel like i want to throw up york's peppermint patties
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly that, like they look out for you, the, the damn Yorks peppermint patties.
1: Oh, they're delicious.
0: How do I close this? Fuck?
1: I have a patty every morning. That way, I don't have to brush my teeth. Tip for you, degenerates. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Good tip for all you motherfuckers. Nice. I think I, I think I found a way to get the little thing out of the corner of the screen. Sorry, I'm fucking glitching out like a mofo.
1: Yeah, man. Oh, man.
0: Mad technical difficulties today.
1: Drop a few in your pants. You're good for a shower. It's back. You it's know? back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> took, a big dump, took a big dumpling in there. <laughs> the York peppermint patties, man. Yeah. They're minty as a suppository. It's pretty good. It's like a good way to pep you up, get you going. As a, as a suppository.
1: <laughs> the mint yeah. gets uh, directly sucked in your system. Yeah. You start to sweating, man. mint. Exactly, if you put them in your bottle, that's what we suggest. So does yours. <laughs> Just try and soon. Yeah. Is, <laughs> is that too far? Um, definitely, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but yeah. not sometimes it's not far enough, though. <laughs>
1: sometimes it's not far enough. So.
0: That's how you know if it feels good or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's, or it can be the difference anyways. But yeah, did I ever tell you how I got this sweater? That was what I wanted to say before the computer fucking started glitching out on me.
1: I don't know. Did you?
0: Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't think so. So anyways, there was like this sick-ass bong online that was yeah. uh, what you, what you would call a Swiss cheese for perk.
1: Swiss so, cheese.
0: I don't know if you've ever seen that bong, but it's I don't know, just a circular shape at the bottom. And it had like a few finger hole looking things. And then it had like a tube going up along the side. So if okay. you can imagine this, yep, this kind of I'm shape, imagining it, like this with five holes in it, and then this yeah. was like the bowl beside it, right? But then it had a nice, wicked long tube like that on the top. Sounds sounds pretty mythical. Yeah, so I was loving it. Right on. Yeah, and it was like something like seventy euros, but if where were you buying this uh weedstar.de some german bong site because i had bought okay. a bong from like ellie which is a german maker and like ruhr a german bong maker like that's a or maybe amsterdam i think i don't yeah. know exactly where these companies are but the they <laughs> had like some of the best bongs so i found this weed star one with the cheese perk which was sick and i was like about to buy a 70 euro bong but if you spend a hundred euros you save you get like a 10 or 20 percent discount so i told my roommates about the site and then we ended up picking over 200 euros worth of bongs (laughs) so i ended up buying two bongs and an extra ash catcher when i had already bought an inline ash catcher from another site for like 50 (laughs) dollars (laughs) <laughs> and my my roommate, another one of them, bought a a bong and an ash catcher. Another one bought a this sick ass kind of like tall fat boy that had like you put the bowl in the middle and had like the tube to the mouth. Like before people were really doing dabs hardcore, it yeah. was like a bong that looks like a dab a like gigantic dab rig. <laughs> it was sick. So yeah, we That's ended up dope. ordering like 220 euros worth of bongs, over 300 canadian at the time 350 bucks maybe oh yeah Um, when it came in they sent this sweater with it and i think i'm the only one it fit because two of my roommates that were smaller than me were football players so they're actually bigger than me (laughs) right and uh the other uh, other guy myers is just a bigger boy than me. I'm a skinny <laughs> skinny ass dude, skinny ass punk. So I got lucky and I got the damn weed star sweater.
1: Sick. That's great. Story. So no
0: one knows what it is either though. So I could like wear it to work, I have all the time, and it's a freaking ball. Oh, sweater. and it's a box sweater.
1: Dope. Yeah.
0: But yeah, if you ever saw inside my tag Can you see? Yeah, that? I
1: can't see this at all. No, okay. yeah. this Damn. is the worst. I'd blow my I'd cover.
0: <laughs> Hopefully, y-
1: y'all can see on the live stream.
0: But it says "weed star" on the tag. So if I ever like totally zone out and forget, yeah. then that's what'll happen. But yeah, nobody's nobody's t- tried what? to like. Nobody's tried to like check my sweater. <laughs> No one's ever tried to creep oh. up on my sweater or anything like that. Oh yeah, yeah. But anyways,
1: <laughs> enough enough about my yeah, own. Genuinely, people don't care that much. You could yeah. probably wear an actual box sweater and people would notice. You're not that special.
0: That's true. Most people would have <laughs> no idea if I even had like a blue sweater. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I had a picture of like some guy smoking the bong, no one to have a fucking clue. What am I talking about? Yeah. Even then, if they care, that's a job you don't want to be at. Oh, yeah. In can Canada, wear, anyways.
1: You can wear raw stuff and they'd be like, hey, you can't be wearing any pornographic material. In
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to hit a raw. No, I don't want to hit it raw. That's an appropriate work talk. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh you said hit a raw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man. Right, I've man. been I've been going hard into this Andy Curtis doc. But
1: yeah, yeah be- the worst documentary I've ever watched. <laughs> Before Shit. we get
0: into that, I like I just wanna explain kind of how it all came up to me, basically.
1: Yeah, this is out of the blue
0: it well i was watching this like war mode this stupid ass
1: thing (laughs) who is this guy who made the documentary do you know uh
0: i don't know the guy okay who made the doc
1: anyways go ahead
0: some guy who were is like a journalist for the bbc okay does like these films every few years Okay. But yeah, I was I was following this war. Like I think I might have red pilled myself by mistake. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, You like, got super into men's rights. No, not men's rights. <laughs> well, I think that's what red pilling is. I don't know here. No, red pilling's like anything
0: right wing. Uh, oh, is it blue pilling's the other thing? I don't know. You know, in, I wish you just applied to the, the red Matrix the blue pill. <laughs>
1: well, I that's think what he's that talking about. becoming a conservative
0: yeah conservative or liberal (laughs) being a cuck and just or taking matters into your own hands
1: (laughs) right right anyways so you were red pilling yourself yeah you took the red pill
0: so at first it started because i was like oh war mode this is kind of funny because the storming the capital thing happened and it's just like a side podcast. And they were like, oh, they're talking about storming the Capitol like normal people. Like, this is a fucking so, psyop." War, war mode is
1: a, a podcast. Yeah. So. OK.
0: Yeah, exactly. War modes are just a, a random podcast. So basically, the, they agree with me, like either the CIA let this happen just so that they could uh, take advantage of arresting people and setting an example this is what happens if you speak out against the government, if you protest and we allow you to enter a building because we have improper security. This is what yeah. happens <laughs> uh, when you disagree with us and we don't have, we don't allow due process because we throw everything out in court. So we don't allow you idiots to realize what's really going on. <laughs> so you think this is just employees so they can make cutbacks in security? I don't know. It's just weird. They went with the (laughs) Trump impeachment and then he got acquitted still after. (laughs) But yeah, I'm thinking it's a ploy to be like a, to lay out some sort of CCP system where like either censor the internet, or if you talk bad about the government on the internet, we can come to your home and arrest you for domestic terrorism. (laughs) Yeah. One of those, like, it just gives me bad vibes all around, you know? (laughs) Oh, I feel you. Yeah,
1: so so that's the so war room was agreeing with your preconceived notions.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's why you were into so, it. So so it was like okay, I was getting into my echo chamber. I'm like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I'm like yeah, no, I'm not I'm these... not a cute I'm not cute <laughs> I'm, I'm not cute. Like, <laughs> but now that Trump's gone, I'm like yeah. man, I can't agree with these liberals, but I also don't agree with these conservatives. I don't agree with politicians at all. So this yeah. is kind of how. I got onto the Andy Curtis donk because then these guys were talking about Andy Curtis. They liked Andy Curtis a lot. Yeah, they were they like, had boners for him, right? Because they pushed through the first <laughs> part one and a half, <laughs> which are brutal. What did you so think? What are you? What are your best takeaways from what? How much
1: you watched, Todd? <laughs>
0: from oh, the, what I watched, yeah,
1: I I found a few things interesting. I just found it strange more so a lot of, that I hadn't realized a lot of this stuff like I I, I didn't like I think we're around where I ended they were talking about MK Ultra a little bit yeah and they the way they talked about it they made it sound like MK Ultra was just Canada the part that happened in uh, McGill and like said that this the guy who ran that part of the program was like the head of the program and I was like why are you saying that
0: this is yeah. stupid
1: well and then I found a few things interesting like that was a there was a, a old president that also got accused of being a, a Russian spy a bunch I don't know if it was Woodrow Wilson or someone else yeah but basically like a super similar thing to what was going on with Trump right now yeah it and that one was of the president's exactly and they were it yeah Roosevelt. it was just like all of a sudden people were just like Roosevelt, Roosevelt uh, I think. we're just like convinced that yeah this guy was it Roosevelt I think. It was at the end of
0: the
1: war. They were just, like, convinced that fucking... He was a Russian spy. It was like... They were... Like, the people were just so easily convinced by a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And that's exactly what's going on today. Yeah. How could you not... Like, either Trump is in on it, or he reads the CIA and FBI briefings. What makes you say that? Because... Like this whole Q thing, but they also—I guess—they kind of clipped him out, and he told people not to get tricked, <laughs> or to, you know, to stay safe. <laughs> he told people <laughs> to stay safe or something like that. But yeah, nah, that's, I don't that's not the point. The, the in this dog, think he
1: thinks about it that much.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. He doesn't know what was going on. He was getting handled hardcore, though. That's what I think.
1: He <laughs> but, was trying to get out of office. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah,
0: you're exactly a good point. They, but at that part of the doc, they like are just starting to peel back the, the layers of the orange, which is pretty brutal. It takes yeah. a while to get into it. Cause yeah, they talk briefly about Operation Mindfuck, which yeah. is that where they push it out through Playboy. The whole like, oh yeah. oh yeah,
1: that was super
0: funny. That's where they put out that MK Ultra stuff they but that realism. was the only thing
1: and I then they pushed out that whole naughty thing and new world how order you, out. how true do you think that is where like they made it sound like that's where the idea of the illuminati came from was these no no it existed before it's been like a long story
0: but like they're like Can we make this popular in the mainstream again but it i think the cia put it out like pushed this guy to do it that's what he ended up saying in the long run. He felt like it happened and apologized for it and all this type of shit. I that guy's name. But yeah, the Woodrow <laughs> Wilson. No, Woodrow Wilson's like a World War One president or some shit. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't fucking know. Maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, the interesting part after that. Is when they start talking about this mass surveillance thing they started doing in Germany to catch like domestic terrorists there in the 70s before the internet even existed. They just started the taking terrorists. data and put it into computers. Communists? In, yeah, I think the communist side of Germany, exactly. East Germans? <laughs> so, yeah, they caught some terrorists because they did this. And that was around the end of part two, like 50, 55 minute mark. But the other thing I thought was interesting, shortly after they start talking about Operation Mindfuck, they start talking about uh, white liberals and how basically they they try to push social, social change just to motivate and exploit groups like the Black Panthers for their own game. <laughs> so like, yeah, it either seems like the elites are above it or these other people are infiltrating the groups for profit, which is hundred percent true. Like, and it, it's not limited to one side. Like it's not limited to, it's social change period because that's like Bannon and Shapiro's thing even for peddling to the right wing, Candace Owens. <laughs> yeah, like these nice people kids. don't get paid because of everything except for their political views. <laughs> Like they get paid for know, pandering
1: man. to social change. <laughs> yeah, but you seem to think they don't genuinely think these things. Maybe do. they do.
0: No, I do think they think these things. <laughs> but I think that's a also a problem. It's like they so wanna... they're not
1: really pandering, they're just speaking the truth that they feel is the truth. No, because it's like a the audience and, and the end. <laughs> How is it a chicken and the egg thing?
0: Because I'm sure there's some people that do b- fully believe it, but I'm sure there's other people that do
1: it for money, and then like I think Dave like, Rubin themselves, it's real. <laughs> Dave Dave Rubin has said plenty of. Uh, he's the super questionable character. Yeah, that guy 100 yeah, percent the- is all money, and all just thought right wing is the is where the money's at. So I'm going that way. Yeah, but like,
0: there is some people out there.
1: Ben and I don't know about Candace, but Ben for sure just really believes that shit. He's really just a lunatic. Yeah, no doubt. I don't know though.
0: (laughs) No doubt, but yeah, exactly. That's the thing. We can never truly know. Maybe Ben's just a better CIA agent or FBI agent than the others. They pay (laughs) him more.
1: (laughs) If if he's anything, he's Mossad. Come on.
0: Yeah. Good point, good point. (laughs) He did move to Nashville, Tennessee, which is closer to Israel than New York City or anywhere else on the East Coast
1: (laughs) other than Florida.
0: You would think he'd move to where Florida is. Like, Isn't that where everyone else of his ethnicity type is?
1: I I thought they lived in New York.
0: New York or Florida? Depends if you're a Zionist or or not.
1: (laughs) Where do the Zionists live? New York. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: the capitalist jews live in florida (laughs) hustling i'm kidding (laughs) you notice people don't get like uh you can't talk about jews and then you're all right but you can can you insult chinese people like you can like get away with it still
1: (laughs) yeah well we're, we're,
0: we're trying to be at war with those guys. But yeah, that was one thing that, <laughs> that was interesting too. Michael X, the guy from Britain, uh, he was talking about how uh, that type of shit, like the all. Jewish people all controlled the banks, <laughs> so they control the flow of money. <laughs> they control the entertainment. Guy? <laughs> Just this, it was like this guy who started Black Panthers in England. <laughs>
1: oh okay <laughs> and he was super like against jews yeah black guy
0: yeah but yeah i'll let you guys watch the show for his whole story because his storyline's pretty sick and there's also the whole storyline of like uh the maoist government like fall the fall of it oh and, like, yeah that behind the scenes that which was goes most through boring though it's so boring like, what it's so boring, but it's all Mao's just... Mao's wife
1: was running things? I was like, yeah. what are you going on with it?
0: Well, I guess this is how Jinping got in. Was like...
1: Was through Mao's wife?
0: Yeah. So at the end, he ran like a propaganda scheme against her and the, these three other guys that were propping her up. And he ended up getting in. And then from there is when like the whole shift towards let's take advantage of consumerism let's distribute the precursors of fentanyl <laughs> to cut the heroin yeah uh chinese
1: politics is weird
0: yeah 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 so so that's basically and like the when banks, they were
1: talking about Mao's wife and they're like yeah she went and joined the communists and when she went there all the communists were all like they sounded like hippies they were all just like Having affairs is the way the documentary put it, but they're all just fucking. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And then <laughs>
1: exactly, <laughs> but you just weren't supposed to hook up with like the boss, like you know, you weren't supposed to try and hook up for power grabs, and that's what she shows up and does, and fucking gets Mao to leave his wife. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? It worked. This is Chinese politics. <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. <laughs> she like. But- because it, it almost sounded... The way the documentary put it, I don't know much about the CCP and shit, but the way the documentary put it, it sounded like everyone else was like super, like, for like, uh... the actual, like, idea behind communism. And she yeah. showed up and ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: She was, like, putting doubt. She, getting the doubters. Getting the haters. <laughs> and bringing them together. <laughs> yeah. But... But yeah, in, they, they bring it back for saying like, oh yeah, the, the banks help uh, the Chinese do this whole take over America through consumerism. And then they, they talk about at the start of part three, Valium. And then they're like, and, the, and in one point, they're talking about how like, oh yeah, China got embarrassed by the British empire with the whole opium trade. And now the Sacklers, first they did Valium and got all the Suburban housewives hooked. And now they come out with Oxycontin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like a one-two punch because the the Valium wasn't the bad part. The Oxycontin was. And that was when fentanyl hit the markets with the heroin. And, like, it ties back to the whole greasy Florida
1: I I wouldn't be surprised because they talk about that period of time when the opium wars were going on and shit. It's like, uh, they call it something weird, like the humiliation period of China or something like that. You know, like that's the historical period it's called. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they take it super, super hardcore. They they hold grudges like a motherfucker. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: So I don't know if the film's trying to connect. Sackler's to China too or not? I don't know what a
1: Sackler is.
0: The Sackler family is like the ones that created Valium and the company that created Valium and OxyContin. Are they Chinese? They're Americans. But they're saying like maybe Chinese
1: had them, help them push it out. Like Why? That's stupid. I don't know. They've been making all kinds of other drugs. Why the fuck would they need to do that? They've been making them like a hundred different kinds of synthetic drugs that are killing the fuck out of people. They don't need to uh, trick random Americans. Well, they know the
0: opium thing worked. And then when they cracked down on it, it it brought along the fentanyl movement, but that's just conspiracy theory connection.
1: Yeah. It sounds like, sounds like a reaching. That wasn't in the doc.
0: That was, that was, Uh, that was just, I think that was a war mode take.
1: Okay. (laughs) But yeah, the
0: part three, beyond the whole volume thing, it also goes deep into the, how the fuel source, the main fossil fuel source changed from coal mines because the workers unionized and they were able to like lobby and flex power over the elites. So they sent it overseas and oil became the big thing and then natural gas became the big thing so like coal was basically eradicated that way until china brought it back up again but you in these dictatorships you're able to just have the money at the top cuz no one has human rights at the in poverty there so that was what it was saying so there was that and then at the same time nixon got rid of the gold standards. So the oil countries, after Nixon got rid of the gold standard, the oil countries ended up having the most international money ever. And the bankers stepped in then too to help them out. So like the banks are really fucked up in control in the world. And Andy Curtis kind of alludes to this whole thing and as well. And I don't know with the whole Jewish connection, if that's just like a weird... Thing that's in one part, and then they just start talking about the banks in the next episode. Like, it's just weird to me.
1: <laughs> like
0: he's like too into Jews. A lot of the stuff that's in the doc together is just very strange to me. I'm like, why did you make a four hour doc?
1: <laughs> I think it's With the CIA all of this thing. stuff together. <laughs> I think he's a CIA asset. That seems is, like a CIA asset
0: to me. Well, it is through C.I.C. It is through
1: yeah, BC. doesn't make any sense. He, like, leaves out certain details, adds details, don't need to be there. It's way too long and confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Some truths are in there. Nothing. Some of it's actual investigative stuff, just to, like, make you think that that's crazy, too. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. it's just, like, a, it's a... I, I don't know. I... I I don't know. I know. Saying.
0: it's It's... It's algorithm. The algorithm's slapping right now. It's definitely a good way to push out some chi- some C- American CIA propaganda um, to the people. Some anti-China propaganda.
1: Yeah, man. whatever
0: it is, anti-Jew propaganda. I don't know what the hell it is. A-
1: a- anti <laughs> <Some> anti Jewish <oil. laughs> anti Chinese Jewish banks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got because they got to
0: try and offset all the TikTok stuff. <laughs> because that's like and the algorithm's hidden this week like yeah after earlier on spotify michael malice two hours of or at least like a hundred minutes of the episode is just about body dysmorphia and being fat and lifting weights dumb shit talking about nothing because neither of these guys know anything about it they're just like Oh, yeah, Th- these people tell me to do this.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, I think yeah, that's when I turned guy, it off. That
0: guy, more plates, more dates. <laughs> <laughs> like, so yeah, that was nonsense. But at the end of the episode, they start talking about like the whole like social media, maybe they're pushing propaganda through there. Yeah, they are pushing propaganda through there. Uh, do the Chinese have the politicians controlled? <laughs> All this <laughs> sort of super conspiracy type but probably true. Yeah. Chinese
1: stuff. And maybe that's the Chinese the whole though. What about the fucking Saudis and the UAE? Yeah. And the and the the man,
0: what blows my mind is this whole uh Israel's gonna be the first country to have her, herd hurt immunity because they're gonna vaccinate everybody. We can't even get a be- vaccine Delivered to Canada, another drop, and we've bought the most in the world per person. (laughs) But somehow Israel's going to have everyone vaccinated before us. Like, what kind of psy-off is that? What kind of fucking shit is that? I mean, you got to protect the chosen ones, but...
1: (laughs) Yeah, man. Honestly, I feel like there's a lot of uh, religious stuff that goes on in the American government that they don't like to admit yeah they don't talk about it as much evangelical christians and the, the want to protect the holy land and such and such i i don't know there's also is a lot of jewish people that despite yeah anything they're just they're like israel 100 we got to protect israel first and the israelis yeah. and you know the jewish people and they just they, that's all they care about they're just like Look, we gotta we gotta fucking uh, get the vaccine to Israel, or you know, yeah, there's gonna be more Arabs than Israelis, and then then what's then what are we gonna do? <laughs> 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 well,
0: that's the, even here it's like let's get the vaccine to the Native Americans first, which is a great idea, but it's like it has the most chance of spoiling. Like, if it, I just think it's like. Why not just give the vaccine to people that want to get vaccinated? And if it is them, awesome. Move them to where the vaccine is for one day and just get it done. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I wonder what would be the best logistic plan.
1: I have no idea.
0: But yeah, (laughs) definitely these drug companies are the best ones to be doing the vaccine because they know how to make millions and millions and millions of pills.
1: Yeah, man. Nothing man, else makes so this much of too. anything
0: other than like, food companies,
1: right? As, as What's that?
0: No one makes uh, that much. No yeah. much mass uh, produces. Like, even food companies, they got to use a bunch of farmers and different suppliers for raw materials.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, what were you saying?
1: Drug companies have been fucking sketchy since their inception, man. Like, yeah. like we've covered how, the invention how of drugs embedded, and how they became <laughs> <spying>. illegal. And... <laughs> They, yeah and they've pretty much always been selling drugs illegally out the back door like yeah. all through World War 1 yeah and or before World War 1 and through the 1800s France and Germany were creating all these morphine and oh, heroin yeah. and stuff yeah. and we're just selling they were selling it legally and then illegally out the back door it's yeah. just like these these companies are sketchy as fuck they always have been and they're fucking this is why Israel has all the fucking uh, vaccines first because they know how to grease palms that's their number one survival tool grease in american palms yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> jeff epstein right? made
0: sure they were able to get the vaccines. yeah. First. yeah. <laughs> he's one of their key tools in helping out that stuff yeah exactly <laughs> but but yeah speaking of the whole pharmaceutical crooked stuff like and consider more the rap drugs pod uh, this one summer when i was weed whipping all summer this guy who I worked with who was a weed whipper and did equipment, like heavy equipment, um, was hardcore addicted to oxies. And he was saying the same type of thing. Like they knew this guy out in bumfuck nowhere, about 30, 40 minutes outside of Sarnia, where you could just, Sarnia, Ontario, just across from Michigan, where you could get this fucking, any pills you wanted. <laughs> you just show up to this guy's house, he had tons and tons of pills, supposedly, and he had like right pit bulls and guns too. So we awesome. fucked around. But yeah, yeah. How did these people get their hands on so many pills? Like yeah. Sometimes it just falls off the side when it's expired. Like it has to go somewhere. Yeah. Are you just throwing all this st- <laughs> shit
1: in the garbage and uh, like I was... at the
0: chip factory, and then like someone's going in and picking it out?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I was reading one article where like. There was like a small town in Texas that was selling more more oxycotton than uh like any hospital in all the large towns in the area, you know. Nice. Like <laughs> it was just like nice. quite obvious, like, oh okay, so that's where that's where all the oxycottons come from, you know? Like yeah.
0: Shit like, like that. Yeah, exactly. It's just too getting too hardcore. <laughs> Flying <laughs> off the shelves. But it it happens, I guess. That's a that's a uh, capitalism. And that's, and that's basically what the whole movie or documentary is about is how like individualism is the weakness of capitalism. And like, it's the rise and fall of individualism because at this point, individual, individualism has created all of our issues. Like it's made us addicts. It's created these echo chambers on social media where, where, we're all falling victim to propaganda of every single social change movement or political movement and how these companies switched from Republican to Democrat and how all this fucking shit. Yeah. It's all all just coming to an end of something that started in the 60s. But... Individualism? Yeah. So what is the documentary arguing that we should all be a collective? No, the documentary was saying that there's this anti ideology thing because even in Russia they can't like they disagree with communism but they don't accept any ideology (laughs) I guess which didn't make any sense to me either because aren't people religious still in Russia (laughs) like some people at least (laughs) not really
1: no you wouldn't I mean you're not allowed to be (laughs) You weren't all through no. the Soviet Union. True. Like, that was the whole... No one got back into it. <laughs> that was... <laughs> well, yeah, that's the confusing thing, is, is people have been trying to get back into it. Like, Putin's been really big on that. That was one of his big policies, is he's hardcore Orthodox, yeah. uh, which is what the Russians have historically been. They tried to take over the mantle after Byzantium fell way back in the day. Russia... Uh, became the protector of the Orthodox Church. So they've been historically Orthodox for a long time, but Orthodox Christians. But they uh, yeah, during the Soviet Union, that was one of the main tenets of communism, stamping out fucking religion at all. That was like the main reason for the uh, rebellion in Afghanistan when the Russians went into Afghanistan. The only people that wanted to fight back were the people that were Muslim, they Uh, all the muslims disagreed and hate each other but they were like these guys just don't want us to be muslim yeah so we are all gonna band together and fight them that was the mujahideen nice nice yeah
0: man and it's pretty much it's pretty fucked how they that seems to be one of the main targets for exploit of the u.s at the moment like What's they're that? exporting construction to like they're in they're building infrastructure in the middle east and u.s up. and china are both doing it in africa too well it's like like basically they built their own infrastructures and saw how profitable cool. it was so now they take these go to these other countries and before they can build up their government and these labor unions and all this shit they're just going to exploit with their multinational corporations until yeah. it, it runs dry well, and then once the governments change the laws the multinational corporations pull out of the start closing down their operations in those countries and just export to them now
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah yeah well from what i understand a lot of the time with that too is like they intentionally make these deals with governments they know are corrupt as fuck and like won't pay their bills. And then uh, at least with China, like China will then be like, Oh, okay, well you don't have to pay your debts, but we want like military control of your ports for the next 100 years. Yeah. They did that to pretty much every port in surrounding India.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're they're taking over the South China Sea. They're attacking Australia now. Like we can see it in front of our eyes, and no one wants to address this cold war. But it is what it is. At least Trump's gone.
1: <laughs> At least Trump's gone. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I wonder if uh, he would have pulled off getting us out of Afghanistan. I almost would have supported his presence to these. You know, have you heard this Afghanistan story? What's been going on? what's that exactly well trump uh
0: i know that he was trying to pull out and trump they told signed a did, deal with the didn't.
1: taliban <laughs> well it was supposed to happen next month okay. so he signed a deal with the taliban i think may 1st was supposed to be all troops out and it was going along that way But now that biden's in office biden's being like nah can't do that the taliban's not following in the instructions that we gave them. Yeah. So we have to stay here, and then also put more troops here and keep playing. Uh, Blackwater's got <laughs> too
0: much money invested in building the infrastructure here.
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> we gotta <laughs> protect them and their assets <laughs> and the opium fields. Like, can't
0: you guys just go mine in Venezuela or some other shit
1: where you've got a propped yeah. up coup? <laughs> <laughs> they might soon, Jay. Yeah.
0: They think they can pull
1: off Venezuela and Afghanistan at the same time. Yeah, they're getting their hands full. Oh, oh man, any day now, Venezuela's going to be the next place. Well, that's why they've got
0: Kamala Harris in Vice President. Like, she's going to be the next Dick Cheney. Like, you know, everyone's, like, minds are blown about Dick Cheney. Like, everyone's minds are going to be blown about how absolutely evil uh, Kamala Harris Harris is. is. She's going to set up the next Guam that's even more crazy. Like, oh, yeah, it, where they capture black trans Americans and <laughs> choke, like, waterboard them as domestic terrorists. <laughs> so, she's gonna, she's cancel gonna her early, him. people.
1: <laughs> she's gonna help the Filipino uh, president genocide drug addicts in his country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> They're gonna send all transsexuals to uh, Thailand in exchange for. Like it's gonna be a three-way trade. Thailand's gonna send something to the Philippines. The Philippines is yeah. gonna send all the drug people <laughs> to American prisons to fill them up. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the Americans are gonna send all the transsexuals to Bangkok so they can be ladyboys. <laughs> so they can like they're all gonna like boost each other's economy like
1: hardcore. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be great plans yeah she's gonna exactly. she's gonna release all the terrorists at a gitmo and fill it up with uh chinese and southeast asian drug lords i think
0: that's america's <laughs> future they build more and more prisons and they just take prisoners from other countries and put them into their prisons
1: i think that would that's the the best you know way to move Ec- forward that's the most like, sustainable
0: future for i the feel US. like i
1: feel they're like also the, the,
0: the most violent people that's what they, you should do. It's just, they it's will just set up
1: like a <laughs> a worldwide prison system. I think we yeah. should go with the idea you know Nazi Germany had and just set up Madagascar as like a a giant prison. You know he wanted to fill it with Jews, but I say we just fill it with- <laughs> <laughs> leave them out of this. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I unless I, they're guilty <laughs>
0: <laughs> unless they're found guilty in a court of law.
1: Yeah, yeah, not a German court of law either. <laughs> in a in a in a free American court of law. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, for sure. I think it would be cool yeah. if you set up like a really but it's gotta be a really shittier island. <laughs> like shittier Antarctica island? or something.
1: Oh yeah. What's That'd one of dope.
0: those crap ones people don't go to or don't like?
1: <laughs> Antarctica. I don't know the pacific islands there's a bunch of pacific islands that are just like sand we should just start doing that we'll just drop them off we have boats that patrol and just throw crates that float onto the island you know they just throw the crate off the boat the floats on and there's like five prisoners there each each island's considered a cell you know (laughs) that's so this is so much work (laughs) logistically i think just yeah i know Prisons are stupid. They don't make any sense. We should. I think have, just uh, turn
0: Rhode Island into all the prisons, and then know, like just have an army base where it connects to the land, the peninsula there.
1: I think we should just shoot them. Yeah. Execution, execution <laughs> is the way to go. You, yeah. you we waste all these resources like trying to help the helpless. You know, that's they're true. helpless. That's why true. we call them helpless. True. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: you're are right. I think we all should just accept. That the Philippines prime minister is onto something. <laughs> Just like the CCP, <laughs> like we've come to terms that. Come on, guys! Don't insult the Chinese because they gave us coronavirus. Come on, we've been worse than them. We've been racist to them before. Come on, I'm on TikTok. I know how mean they are to Chinese people, and how well organized they are and structured they are. We should really seriously consider changing our government.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm down. I mean, I, uh,
0: between all the videos of dancing, I've learned a lot of politics. And it's there's something about mass democracy that's wrong.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, they're they're out competing us in in all metrics, so at what so cost go though, that way is, what,
0: is it what cost is it at yeah what at what cost does it even matter <laughs> like that's the one thing i think is like you can't get rid
1: of greed from people but like, you know you say that that's a that's a construct of people i i greed a, used to not exist true i have a point where I'm i like, think i maybe. can feed
0: my family and i'm happy
1: <laughs> yeah
0: Like if you gave me a million bucks to put in the bank, or maybe not all in the bank, like I got to have some invested in like dog coin and Bitcoin and, you know, diversify a little.
1: (laughs) What do you think the difference between greed and ambition is? Uh,
0: Knowing when to stop. When do you stop? So there may not be a difference. No, when you stop, when you can consume more than you need. And that's when you How should much start that, passing
1: man? on knowledge to others. What if you need to control the world so that you can shape it in your image? Well, that's, <laughs> 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 that's a
0: philosophical argument, Todd. <laughs> that's
1: what I'm trying to get at here, Jay. I'm you're saying once here, you have... You're sitting here you judging. <laughs> once these you have extremely children. Extremely ambitious, once successful have... men. Once you
0: have children that are over eighteen, you need to hang up the gloves. <laughs>
1: <And> <laughs> you they, need then? they need to just quit. They need well, your children. You if you give them all your money and resources, yeah, well, and if they can't make it at eighteen with all your money and resources, then uh, you know you deserve to lose it all. It should be like you—they eat you, or you eat them. <laughs> like literally. Yeah. Like, you should have to fight your children to the death. Yeah. That sounds like a good way to, like, have a huge population decline. You don't have to (laughs) at 18. I'm pro that. I'm pro this idea because of that.
0: I mean, it would be pretty cool if people did it as, like,
1: a rite of passage. But, like. uh, Well, it should just be, like, your son one day after his 18th birthday, could be any year, whenever he's ready, challenges you when he feels like he's ready. Yeah, to kill you in combat. <laughs> in, in the... <laughs>
0: this is when you have to retire, and you. you can either, there's varying levels. It'll. This is where the psychedelic fight club starts. Like yeah. you can just be the. You can go we'll straight take
1: LSD and go straight
0: fight. Viking, and you get like <laughs> weapons to chop each other's limbs off
1: yeah
0: or you can go just classic bare knuckles bare hands no ref (laughs) or you can choose to have uh a doctor by the side so so like they can resuscitate you and keep you alive step in if if you're dying but it'll be like boxing like no equipment though and no rules other than a doctor steps in if you're unconscious like, you're not allowed to tap from submissions or broken bones, you have to go unconscious. <laughs> the other options are fight to the death with weapons or without. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that, one of those three choices will be your right to passengers, as a man. And, like, what tier your father gets to be in is depends on how much money they make in their lives. <laughs> if they get to – if they don't – if they're negative net worth – we bring out the weapons yeah if they're they're zero to a million (laughs) bare hands and you get to keep their money if you choke them to death (laughs) 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 it's
1: fair Uh, and then uh these are fair succession laws
0: yeah and then over one million (laughs) that's a tax to the estate so you only get to keep one million um and that's why your father gets to live off the money over the million (laughs) so like you know instead of like estate taxes like we just like take everyone's money when they die but when they have that fight with their son if they had over the million dollars they get to keep whatever they had over the million their son takes a million or less and they get to live off that so they might starve and die immediately if they only had a million bucks (laughs) (laughs) But this is the best way to force the economy to get stronger, too. Because imagine how much people would need to be millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You'd have, like, this need.
1: But <laughs> the like politicians plans... are probably
0: fuck with the money still and then hyperinflate everything.
1: Yeah, I feel like your plans aren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> we need some uh, stop losses. They probably make things worse. <laughs>
0: yeah they'd probably just let people milk toads until there's no toad milk left yeah to get high well
1: i just want to say this i'm going to tell you exactly what happens if we start milking toads okay (laughs) next thing you know they start breeding toads together that have large uh fucking breasts or large amounts of uh toad liquids i don't know how they milk them uh, <laughs> they're going to start breeding them and then we're just going to have these fucking giant fat toads that are just all dmt you know it's it's got so much dmt in its system it was never meant to evolve with that much dmt we're talking yeah. hundreds of years in the future yeah after we start well, doing this hardcore they're gonna be they're gonna be just these this is what your money is, is
0: going to just when just... you send it to the paypal <laughs>
1: this project <laughs> yeah, this project yeah we want this to this gonna be floated and there's we gonna be hallucinating this. all the t- all the time from all the DMT, and they'll just be excreting those those like crawl around like slugs, just fucking leaving a sludge of <laughs> DMT behind them. You can just lick the floor behind them, and you'll get high. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly.
1: And they will be this disgusting animals, and and we'll all just sit here, and we'll we'll just walk, we'll, we'll buy toads, and we'll just hold them above our head, and just just fucking yeah, just drink them like a cup, you know.
0: We've uh <laughs> we'll connected with sit- We've connected like with Joe Rogan's with doctor.
1: Just a straw?
0: <laughs> We've connected with Joe Rogan's doctor and we're giving all the toads HGH and test boost. HGH. So they're going to get huge and then we're going to breed them. Oh, yeah. And uh, Some CRISPR, some stem cells, whatever it takes. We're, we're trying whatever it takes. But we're patenting, <laughs> We're patenting all these ideas. So don't even try to copy us, Chinese government. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, conservationists are calling on the public to stop milking toads as it's threatening the survival of the species. So unfortunately we dropped an episode telling you guys about Mike Tyson's secret sauce, 5 MeO DMT. Now conservations are speaking out against milking toads. so we're sorry for ruining the toads people. And if you're a fan of the pod, you'll you'll look out for the toads and, Try to breed a few yourself to try to get this idea going. Come on, we all got to find oh, yeah. the toad idea. Find the two, the two guys, Sonaran Desert Toads, aka Buffalo Alvarez, and bump them together. So in order hey. to get your hands on the white slime, you got to suck the toad's penis, aka tickle the animal's Gross. glands until it's secreted. I'm kidding. This there's no disgusting. there's no toad penis sucking.
1: Oh. <laughs> hey. I'm running low on battery. You might lose me before sure. the end of this. Just letting you know.
0: No, happens. If it happens, it happens. Thanks yeah, to tactical
1: difficulties.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, licking toads will not give you warts or produce a fairy prince, but it might get you high. Says who? Orally ingesting secretions has been referred to in popular culture as toad licking. But while the licking has become more of an urban myth, researchers are concerned that the process of over could result in the dangers of the species survival so uh hamilton's pharmacopoeia with hamilton morris he's talking about they're smoking <laughs> the slime the venom
1: they're gonna smoke it
0: yeah nice so that's that's well that's the dmt that mike tyson smoked nice They've also had it made in a lab. But to raise money for the toads conservation campaign, Hamilton's Pharmacopeia director, Hamilton Morris, reissued a classic pamphlet on the toad with a new section on conservation and laboratory synthesis. When vaporized, a single depilation of the toad slime produces a powerful psychoactive effect within 15 seconds. The user usually experiences a warm cessation, euphoria, and strong visual and auditory hallucinations. However, these results have been misinterpreted as an excuse to harm toads. The offer of the report went on to write two more studies asking people to leave toads alone. Tri- inspired by the PNL Glam Festival's transformational retreats. So yeah, it's it basically saying because you can get chemical DMT, you don't need to milk toads, guys. So, I know we said we're going to... We just
1: want to milk toads.
0: Yeah, I know we said we're going to teach you how to milk toads. There's how to do it. You tickle their animal glands. You smoke it.
1: Yeah. But just Instead be going to tell you not to milk Just toads. be
0: patient and we'll tell you how to make DMT in an episode coming up soon. As long as this doesn't get taken off of YouTube, we know we can get through the algorithm. Oh, coming. yeah. This
1: probably will get taken <laughs> off toads.
0: We'll find out. If they put us 18 plus, no biggie. But they're after us. But we're back with a vengeance. <laughs> So, yeah, shout out to the conservationists hooking it up. What, what you guys really want to know, though, does yoga have a conspiracy theory problem? So I'm sure you all are going to agree. Yes. <laughs> I started to get text messages and emails inviting me to speak on panels or listen to leaders talking about anti-vaccination. But within that, there was this rhetoric about COVID being a hoax. Any Vax is a hoax. <laughs> they would yeah. then start to send me... In for, it's like a Canadian hoax. It's even been proven. The guy came out and said it was all fake. They would then start to send me info about Big Pharma, which led into info about Bill Gates, then to sex trafficking. I also saw a different language being used amongst my peers. The Great Awakening, the storm. <laughs> Where we go one, we go all. All of that is total spirit speak. In yoga, communities would use a term like the Great Awakening to be talking about liberation and freedom. But she <laughs> recognized it from QAnon. <laughs> so I guess this is big in Alberta too, I've heard. We are experiencing spiritual warfare against mastery manipulation puppets that go back years. She writes in on one Instagram featuring a picture of a blue sky. Christy Tini has come to the spotlight for spreading conspiracies too. Initially, her Instagram, with more than 150,000 followers, posted extensively on YouTube, yoga and personal health. But more recently, his feed has been filled with video rants about the coronavirus vaccines. So I agree with this. It's it's happened to guys in MMA too, though. It's happened to people across all walks of life. But yeah, for sure it's happening with these yoga folks who think organic is good and anti-vax is good. If you're a regular-ass person who's not like, yoga is going to save my life. Yoga is going to cure my cancer. <laughs> then you'll be fine yeah just don't fall for QAnon. have fun with it like <laughs> except some things are going to be bullshit and some things are going to probably be true because even a broken clock's right twice a day and not everybody's putting fake shit out there because they want QAnon to be real so someone yeah. who wants it to be real will give facts through it in order <clears throat> to prop it up aka cia in order to get disinform you later. <laughs>
1: yeah. Or religious. Get you to people. storm the
0: capital so they can change the laws and set an example out of arresting all of you. <laughs> but
1: Yeah. Bunch uh, of Mexicans. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> bunch bunch of uh Chinese shrinks, or as I like to call them for short form. Shrinees. <laughs> I know you thought I was gonna go the other way. Stealing <laughs> Cometown jokes now.
1: <laughs> oh Jason. I I was just Plagiarism. watching that
0: episode. It was good. It was really good. Plagiarism. It's I'm bad. An official Come <laughs> Now all our fans. No, that wasn't gonna... a Comtown joke. That was the, the opposite of their joke.
1: <laughs> it's the opposite of I <laughs> I don't watch Cometown, so I don't.
0: Also their joke, (laughs) but yeah, it, uh, who cares about this $600,000 drug bust? We know a lot of Instagram people trying to sell THC laced edibles and psilocybin laced edibles and marijuana, but two suspects from Michigan were taking 50,000 of marijuana from Michigan to Dayton, Florida. During this, there was a stop, another car for traveling and talking. They found 45 pounds of marijuana, 400 psilocybin candy bars, and 250 vials. <laughs> wow. This was all in a Tallahassee. Just I, chilling yeah. out. They Some cars. So, man, BC, I, I don't know. I think it's tough to do some cross-country traveling without going in a car because it's dangerous going on other travel, too, where they check you. Do they check you on a bus or a train?
1: No. Nice. No, that's, I think, the best way to travel with drugs is on a usually
0: train. not. Yeah. And get a, get like, if you don't have time for that shit, get, get a female or someone else to do that. The same way drug dealers get people to swallow a bunch of cocaine and give yeah. them a plane ticket to America. Yeah.
1: Never, never take your drugs on a plane. Always make your boyfriend shove them up his butt. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's a good thing, too. Yeah. Dudes, if they have Dudes. bigger bodies, so you could get their more shit up their butthole.
1: Yeah. You
0: might think, even though a girl has rigorous butt sex, she could still get stuff up there, but it's not the same.
1: Now, if you don't Damn. have a significant other to force to hide your drugs, uh, come check out my website, uh, Todd's, Todd's Ass where I show you how to wind your asshole. Make sure you get lots of stuff up there. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, slash donate I don't just use this for water. <laughs> I don't just
0: use. But my tip, my tip, is you go on Grinder first. You buy a gun in whatever country you went to. Next, you go on Grinder. After that, you. <laughs> <laughs> Have butt sex with someone, then you put a gun to their head and you start filling their ass with drugs, and you tell them they're gonna to go to America, and when they arrive safely, they're gonna get paid, and if they don't, you're gonna kill them. And you're gonna like know this person's details. You're gonna tell them their home address. You're gonna tell them about their family members. You, you need to you need to go deep, but you catch them on Grinder. <laughs> believe me there's a lot of south american guys who are homosexual (laughs)
1: yeah
0: i don't know how i I know this but (laughs) (laughs) believe me so another quick quick article for y'all if you came here for the 10 questions you always wanted to ask a psychedelic lawyer a (laughs) lame-ass vice article we'll rip through them what attracted you to psychedelics uh the fun It's been a big proponent of individual rights. There's nothing more fundamental than you want your individual right with a product of nature. So what it was a platform for me to do what I believed in also had experience in law, accounting, real estate, (laughs) as well as business experience. So I had the skill to understand cannabis or psychedelic laws interplay with other laws. So I think I might get into that later. So does a job involve trying out psychedelics too, to know what you're actually fighting for? I gained initial education through doctors, bullshit. But finally, last February, I took magic Mm -hmm. mushrooms and it totally changed my mind. Now he's against psychedelics. I was curious to explore it because I felt, I'm kidding, he's not against him. I felt like I had to in order to (laughs) understand what is advocating for. I'm very into health and wellness, shut up. (laughs) So previously I always viewed psychedelics with a stick, blah, 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 but it was a complete opposite. It felt like my brain was on fire. My problem solving skills and awareness were heightened. I was able to absorb more of reality. I went into it thinking I would see a distortion of reality, but it actually opens up your mind to see more of reality. Obviously there are different types of dosages and different things can happen. But from a moral perspective, that's where I really got super excited about it. My experience combined with the science and research out there made me realize these could be transformational substances that can really change mental health in this world. So it sounds like he did like cocaine. (laughs) got a cocaine type of experience from psychedelics
1: Fair.
0: do you get high (laughs) with your clients a lot of young people think i do this super glamorous job so yes he didn't say he didn't say no so yes (laughs) who are some (laughs) of these clients one of my most interesting clients has to be zappy who founded a non-profit company called mind army which is working toward descheduling psychedelics at a federal level another one blah blah some nana heel thing that's doing the same thing in florida What are challenges you've faced as a psychedelic lawyer? I'm all about saving and making sure things are done correctly. Uh, I don't ever want anyone to get hurt. Sometimes I don't know what my comfort level is in terms of safety levels because I'm obviously not an expert or a medical practitioner. I can look at the legal side of it, make sure we're being legally compliant, but I can't look at medical aspects to say group ketamine theory in this setting is a positive thing. So I struggle to really make myself understand the safety profile of everything we're working on. What has been the highest point of your career? Every day I get higher and higher, laughs. So he does smoke a lot of weed. (laughs) I think an important milestone for me has been filing a bill in Florida through state rep, Michael Greco for legalization of psilocybin ethnogenic plant decriminalization. So they're starting to put the bills through. What's the scope of this job outside of the U.S.? I'm only barred in Florida, but when I work at an international level, I have a network of attorneys I team up with. So the bullshit. In fact, I feel like 70% of psychedelic companies I'm talking to outside of the U.S. include Canada, Israel, U.K. Then there's also Jamaica, Peru, Brazil, and Netherlands because plants like psychedelic truffles, ayahuasca, or peyote. Law usually allows loopholes that can be exploited, the good or the bad. Is this true for existing psychedelic law as well? One of the most interesting loopholes on the psychedelic side is the Netherlands allow magic truffles while magic mushrooms is illegal. Another one of the psychedelic industry that often confuses is a Florida Supreme Court case in 1970. Someone got pulled over with mushrooms, but essentially the state couldn't prove that he had the intent or the knowledge that these mushrooms contain psilocybin. Essentially, in Florida, magic mushrooms are not listed as illegal. It's the psilocybin that's illegal. This is often misinterpreted, But to clarify, it doesn't make magic mushroom legal. But if you can pick magic mushroom and they can't prove that you knew they had psilocybin, you could probably get away. And then lastly, what is the future of the psychedelics industry, according to you? In contrast to an industry like cannabis, which is treated more as a consumer product and driven largely by the adult or recreational use of it, the psychedelic movement is mainly driven by the science, the research, and the pharmaceutical industry, to help serious mental health conditions. So I feel like the psychedelic framework is moving more towards the FDA path. That's not to say I don't advocate uh, for human rights, people having the access to psilocybin in their own spiritual way as a whole, but I think industry is being driven by science and medicine lame but yeah, at this point that's where the investments are behind. So because you can patent it and make it profitable, that's definitely I agree where, where industry's at. But it is what it is. And then uh lastly here, what y'all came for. We we lost all that if you couldn't tell if you're listening to the audio, but uh he's probably got some shit to do, like some more bong tokes The no fails beginner guide to growing magic mushrooms. So we're gonna skip the, the talk here. If you wanna to listen to it on medium, it's cool, but uh, at this point, you're probably wondering how long this process takes. There's a terrific question. Here's an estimation. Spore inoculation to spore, spore germination within a week. Spore germinization to complete colonization of the cake about two to four weeks. Start a fruiting cycle, approximately two weeks. After two or so, the cakes will begin to turn blue and no more mushrooms will form. All in all, the process takes from four to six weeks from spore inoculation to fruiting. Here's what you'll need. Phase one, 10 sterilized inoculation jars with a substrate or one jar for each CC in your syringe. You can also make inoculation jars with wide mouth mason jars and brown rice flour or another substrate but you need to follow an intense sterilization process. Latex gloves, paper towels, face mask, rubbing alcohol, syringe of mushroom spores. Spore syringes are available on the internet. There are some states like California, Oregon, and Georgia to which most places won't ship. However, I did find one reliable source for those as well with a link in the article uh, in medium, but yeah. In Canada, I'm sure you can, you can find it easier. In your own country, you might, you'll might you have to try and find it or find someone that can will try to ship to you. Uh, you also need a lighter and a can of disinfectant spray. So phase two, eventually, you'll, or just to get ready for it, you also need a spray bottle, a fruiting trimmer, clear plastic tub with a lid, drill four or five half inch holes on either side of your grow box so air can circulate something else, I guess. I wouldn't think that's a fruiting chamber. A spot that receives plenty of indirect sunlight. Temperature and humidity gauge. Vermiculate. Some growers suggest perlite. There is a difference. And 3% hydrogen peroxide. There are four crucial aspects you'll need to get right to reap a reward for your efforts and they are hygiene, number one. Hygiene is the most important thing on this. Humidity, number two. Light, number three. Temperature, number four. So you'll learn through the phases. Phase one of your cultivation is where you create the birthing cake. Birthing cake is when mycelium is fully colonized your jar wound around the substrate. When you turn it out of the mason jar, it will hold together like a cake and sprout mushrooms. So step one, sterilize. Sterilize, sterilize, sterilize. Choose a small room in your house like a bathroom that you can use as your secret laboratory or just prep space. Gather all the items on phase one of your list. Spray the room down reasonably with disinfectant. Put on your gloves. Wipe your jars off with rubbing alcohol using paper towels. Pay special attention to the top of the jar. Step two is inoculate. Using your lighter and heat the metal portion of your hypodermic needle until it glows red. Typically, hypodermic needles come pre-sterilized, so this is merely a precaution. In case somebody touched it or anything could happen. After you sterilize the needle, don't lay it down. Continue to hold it until the needle cools down. Shake your syringe to distribute the spores evenly. Insert the needle into the port and inject one cc into the jar. Repeat with your remaining jars. Sterilize your needle each time. Step three is wait. So after injection, you place your jars in a cardboard box and close the lid, put in a dark, warm place. You want a steady temp of 80 to 85 degrees Fahrenheit. I know it's not exciting, but try not to check your jars for five days. They need the dark. After five days or so, a fuzzy white substance will start to form in your jars. When this happens, jump up and down This is a good sign. The white substance you see is mycelium. Mycelium is the vegetative part of the fungus. Let the mycelium grow for at least 15 days and it can take much longer. Once your jars are 100% colonized by mycelium, wait a week, then proceed to phase two. So for a lot of people in this, you can look up more on this thing. A lot of people will end up, when they find it, shaking up their thing in order to distribute it more. So they're like shaking and stir. But you might want to look more into that before you do. I don't know how good of an idea is that is with this process. So like in the mason jar. But the other thing is for the mason jar, if you want to be extra careful too, you can duct tape it up. So there's no light gets through, no light gets to the mason jar. But then it's kind of hard to see the white spores, you have to peel back the duct tape. So that's why they recommend putting it into cardboard box. Now it's time to remove the birthing cake from their jars. Over the next month, they'll sprout mushrooms. First, gather your jars and all the items on the list of phase two. So we'll put this in the link as well. Birth and soak your mycelium cakes. Once your jars are full, it's time to birth them. But the mycelium have been an airtight container and have used all the moisture in the jar. They're going to be thirsty. So you're going to, to give them a nice soak for 12 to 24 hours before you put them in a new home. Have large plastic baggies or a sterilized plastic container with a lid and some filter water ready. Put the clean gloves on, loosen the lids of your jars, discard the band. You'll use the flat tops later on. Bang a jar against the hand to release the cake. It may take a bit of banging and shaking to get the cake out of the jar. That's okay. Just touch the cake as little as possible. Place the cake into the baggie or container and do the same with the remaining cake. Your cakes are pretty durable once they're fully colonized with mycelium, so they're not going to fall apart or break. Fill the baggies or containers as full as possible with filtered water and seal them up the cakes are going to float. So if you're using baggies, you'll need to remove as much air as possible. Put your cakes in the refrigerator and leave them for 12 to 24 hours. I soak for 12 hours, but some producers prefer 24. After mycelium cakes have had their long cold bath, it's finally time for them to grow in the chamber. So step two is preparing the chamber. Sterilize your container with a solution of bleach and boiling water, rinse it thoroughly. Fill your spray bottle with 10 parts boiled water, one part hydrogen peroxide. Sterilize your vermiculite or perlite by soaking another solution of 10 to 1 boiling water and hydrogen peroxide. Then spread a layer on the bottom of your growing chamber. The vermiculite is there to help your growing chamber maintain humidity, and you will need to mist it periodically. Place your mason jar lids into the bed of vermiculite. Then place a cake on each lid. Spritz each cake with your H2O2, that's hydrogen peroxide, mixture, but not so much that puddles form. Make sure you leave enough room between each cake so there's plenty of room for mushrooms to sprout without crowding each other. You see little mushroom sprouts already forming. These are called pins, and that's a great thing. To check the health of your mycelium, give each cake a little sniff. This should smell faintly like fresh mushrooms you buy from the store. If they smell foul, that might be a sign that your mycelium has a harmful bacteria. So step three is put the lid on your growing chamber and place it where it will receive indirect sunlight. This sh- the room should be well ventilated. For the next month or so, mist your mushroom twice a day with the water and hydrogen peroxide mixture. Keep an eye on your humidity and temperature gauge. Ideally, you wanna maintain a temperature in the mid to low 70s and humidity of 85%. If your humidity level is low, you may have to spritz them more frequently. Harvesting, finally. When your mushrooms are ready for harvest, snap them off the birthing cake at the base of their stems and place them in an airtight container in your refrigerator. A harvest of mushrooms is called a flush. You can reuse the cakes for multiple flushes. Since this is an article for beginners, I'm gonna save those instructions for part two. So if you made 10 jars, depending on the size of the jars, it will yield more than a lifetime supply for most people. (laughs) You can start with fewer jars, it means you'll have leftover spores. Spores stay viable for eight months to one year, but dried mushrooms last far longer. Mushrooms stay fresh for three to 15 days. Keep them in the fridge as you would any any mushroom. After that, dry them and place them in an airtight container. So with that, it all depends on the spores. So depending on what kind of strain you want um, is, the sport you get so maybe you want to shop around for that for a lot of different options, but yeah we'll try to put links to all that uh, different shit in the notes below appreciate you you guys for listening through all of this. It seems like Todd didn't make it back to the stream so. Respect y'all for putting up for the stream for whoever long y'all did. Whatever have you and. what's else is on the dock let me make sure i didn't miss anything about these fucking chinese eco terrorists taking over (laughs) or some other bullshit like that but yeah oh man dana white with these fucking illegal streamers he thinks he's a boss he thinks he's able to control the internet and scare everybody half to death he ain't motherfucking shit I'm sick of Dana White, but yeah, if it's stream the shit out of the UFC if you want. It seems to me like he might actually be trying to get it more popular by just telling everybody about the streams and know there's so much streams, just constantly bringing it up. But nothing wrong with that. That's cool too. Pump up your sport. Why wouldn't you? Uh. But yeah, I pre- appreciate everyone for sticking it through. If you're uh, liked us on YouTube, go back there. We're back on YouTube. This is the first stream, so it's only gonna get better from here. Keep going up and up. Uh, IGTV, we are coming back, but there's a slight delay. We've just been slacking on graphics. Uh, like we said, lost the producer, so you gotta gotta work on the graphics ourselves. I got the video caught up to speed. I'm a video guy, but we'll. Uh, keep keep working it uh so yeah follow us on ig follow us on youtube follow us on twitter and periscope if you want but who knows what the fuck's going to happen with those ones if you want some merch teespring.com slash store slash wrap drugs new merch coming soon and uh if you want to help a homeless man eat a sandwich you want to help us grow some mushrooms to give those out to homeless people uh you want to help our toad breeding project Send some money to paypal.me slash Uh If you're here for the jokes and the tokes, we appreciate y'all. If you're here for the research and the psychedelic drugs, welcome. But this is just some degenerates. Peace, y'all.